Greetings, guys, and I hope all is well with you. Come on in, come on in, grab a good pad, good pen, as well as a good friend, and welcome to Evolution Now. I am your host, T.S. Bradshaw, astro-numerologist, motivational speaker, metaphysical counselor, psychic healer, and author with your co-host, Young Saya. And on this episode of the Evolution Now podcast, we'll be talking to Katrina from Joyful Healing about ancestral roots and connection during this cancer season. So we're going to do a deep dive with this intense and majestic Scorpio. So join us if you will. Katrina is an Afro-Indigenous shamanic healer, internationally published author, artist, tantra enthusiast, and energy healing educator. She has been practicing holistic and alternative healing for over 20 years. Her methods include intuitive, ancestral-assisted energetic cleansing, alignment, and divination. She also creates music for the spiritual community, including guided meditations, Afro-Indigenous drumming, and other healing sounds. She considers herself a light worker, empathic alchemist, spiritual transformation coach, as well as a medicine and magic woman. Welcome to the Evolution Now podcast, Katrina, and thank you for joining us. Thank you. Divine greetings to everyone listening. Yes, it's our pleasure to have you. So let me just say this. When I thought about doing this episode, you know, on ancestral roots and connection, um, my mind immediately came to you. Okay. Okay. Yes. We have collaborated together in the past on various spiritual topics, you know, uh, whether it was on my Facebook live, you know, when we were talking about balancing our energies with Reiki, uh-huh. right? During Libra season or whether it was, yes. yeah, or whether it was, uh huh, or whether it was on your platform, your Instagram live, where we talked about mastering the self. So, yeah, and those were both fun, by the way. They were. We always have such fun conversations, fun and intense conversations. Yes, fun and intense conversations. And because we work well together um, and you are a fellow Scorpio. um, That's right. (laughs) And you are also the only person that I know personally that works with, you know, many systems of divination. um, Mm -hmm. And so I said, there's no better person than Contrita to um, come on to the show and share her wisdom and knowledge about, you know, ancestry and ancestral connections. Well, I am definitely humbled to be here, to be considered for this conversation. And it's definitely up my alley because, you know, the ancestors and connecting with the ancestors is really close to my spirit. So this is definitely a topic that I'm excited to talk about. Awesome. 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 So how are you enjoying your sister season of cancer and this summer equinox? 
uh, this cancer season has been really mellow for me compared to some of the others, uh, the other um, seasons before. And, you know, it's really kind of gotten me in the mood to connect with my higher self and, of course, ancestors, ancestors as well. And it's really been, for me, kind of like going inward and at the same time, you know, learning that balance of when to put my energy out there and when to just kind of hang out in my own energy, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's really something that cancer season's been bringing on for me and staying close to home. And of course I have a bunch of trees in my backyard and flowers and things like that. So I'm just, I'm always like staying close to nature. That really does help me to ground myself. Oh, I love that. I love that. The staying close to nature um, and staying grounded that's awesome. Um, I think it's really important for us to um, certainly remember to do that. Um, it's to get out in nature for a while and, you know, ground ourselves. Yeah. Um, that's also, you know, a part of self-care. Um, I remember you were telling me that you were taking some time for yourself and um, you were going to sit by the the water, right? And listen to the last yes. episode uh, that we did. And I was like, honey, yeah, yes. <laughs> I said that is beautiful. To myself yesterday, and I just um, I went and I found this really nice private little spot by the water, and I was just sitting under a palm tree, looking at the water, and I took some books with me, and I I kind of just just had like a moment, just really like being in you know being in nature and just being in myself, and it, that felt good. Oh, you know, it always replenishes the soul to spend time with oneself and nature. Oh, I think that's beautiful. I think that is wonderful. And with this season of cancer, it's about self-care. And that is just, you know, one of the best things to do for the self, for self-care. Now, we've, yeah, we've just experienced a super full moon in Capricorn, right? Which yeah. is the opposite sign of cancer. And I hope you had an opportunity to take advantage of that super full moon energy, that powerful super full moon energy that we had. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I did, little, I did a little something. Okay, great, great, great. <laughs> she said, I did a little something, you know. I did a little something, yeah. That's awesome. So, you know, what intuitive messages, because you are, you know, an intuitive empath, um, what intuitive mes messages or downloads did you uh, potentially receive, um, if any, from source regarding this past full moon energy? You know, I once again, really, um, one of the, the themes for my life has been about balance. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of the lessons and things have been around balance. So like I said, learning when to, um, put my energy out, when to just like kind of serve it and, and just tapping really into, you know, my multi multi-dimensional self. And speaking of cancer season, um, I have really been called to do a lot of inner child healing and that's been really, really detrimental to my personal growth and the things that I have had to overcome and obstacles that I am currently still working on. A lot of them do have to do with things that have happened in my childhood around, um, different issues. So that's been really on the forefront of my mind and I've kind of been reparenting myself, so to speak. So in this cancer season, it's been really about reparenting myself and sending 
healing energy back to myself as a child and just kind of reprogramming or just shifting everything that happened in the past to where it's it's affecting me in a different way now at this time what we call the present yeah no I, d- I totally get you I totally get where you are that's awesome right. yeah you know um it's interesting because when you talk about the childhood right uh and things of that nature cancer what people may or may not know um cancer in the fourth house certainly highlights childhood you know your childhood roots and 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 childhood conditioning and 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 things of that nature um so going back and getting with the child you know within oneself and balancing out your energies is very important especially due to the fact that we are in a six uh, universal year numerically of balance and harmony so being able to balance and harmonize our energies is so important and at this full moon being you know in the sign of capricorn capricorn is always about you know responsibility so with you taking that responsibility to go back right and you know let me say let me think about you know balancing my energies and harmonizing them and you know things of that nature knowing when to give you know out the energy and when to conserve it and you know mm-hmm. it's it's important um you know for us to take that responsibility and hold ourselves accountable for right the energies that are coming up for us and being able to work with them because that is all a part of self-care um, and, and caring for the self, bringing it back to that cancer energy. So that's wonderful. I think that's great. So speaking of cancer and cancer energy and cancer season in the fourth house, cancer in the fourth house is not only, you know, about connecting with, you know, family and home and domestic affairs. But it is also, you know, connected to our family roots and, you know, our ancestry. Um, And so let me just ask you, how important is it in today's society and in today's time to connect and learn about, you know, our family roots, our ancestral roots and um, ancestry? I think it's really important for, you know, different reasons. You know, I went on an ancestral journey myself through different ways. I did some genealogy research for my own personal family tree. And I did, you know, I did the DNA stuff as well. Uh, and, and just, you know, having memories of stories that my grandmother used to tell me when I was little. And, you know, once once I've grown up and, you know, this stuff is really matters to me. When I was a kid, I really didn't care so much. But now it is important because, you know, when you remain close to your ancestors and you're aware of how they can guide you and lead you in the right directions, then you you start to try to find ways how to do that, how to connect with them. And we're going to get into it, obviously, the different ways that you can connect with your ancestors and different kinds of ancestors there are, who you should and who you shouldn't (laughs) try to connect (laughs) Right? You know? Because there's some you might know, you might want to just leave them. <laughs> we're gonna get let me tell y'all something for all my listeners out there. We're gonna get into it, okay? We really are. We're just warming up right now. We're gonna get into the real yeah. stuff, okay? 
warming up the engine, yeah. Yes, we're warming up the engine right now, but we're going to get into it. Um, and let me just say this. For those of you um, who have any comments and or questions that we probably did not get to, uh, certainly send your comments and questions to evolutionnow.org at gmail.com, okay? Feel free to do that. But um, we're certainly going to get into it. But I think it's really special that you were able to do some um, digging into your, you know, your family history right and your family roots and ancestry for you what was the first start for you because let me just say this there are probably you know listeners out here who do not know where to start you know and and I understand too like there are people who they do have loved ones who are still in the living in the physical form and they may ask questions but they may not know right they may ask questions to their living relatives but the living relatives may not know or the living relatives that are that may have the information and knowledge to um, their ancestral history or ancestral lineage of their family may not be, you know, in the, in the living, they may have transitioned. So, you know, what are some ways or what was one way for you that you were able to, to start your ancestral journey? Like, you know, finding out about your ancestral history. Well, let me just preface by saying, you may not know your ancestors, but they know you. Oh, well, come, come with it. Say it. Say it again. <laughs> you know, because, you know, as African-Americans, you know, we, a lot of us are all mixed up, different tribes and things like that. So, you know, you, you know, you may not know someone's names or the last names. You may not have the pictures or the photographs and things like that. And some people don't, unfortunately, or some people don't have or don't want to, for whatever reason, do genetic DNA testing. But, you know, always know that they are there. You may not know their name. You don't know them, but they know you because we are ancestors and we are them, you know. So really, it's just about intention and trying to connect with. And I and I do always like to say when you want to connect with an ancestor, to always ask to speak with a higher evolved, higher vibrating ancestor that has your good in mind. Right. Mm. So mm-hmm. that's important to say. <laughs> wow. You don't want some ancestor that's just like, you know, they used, when they were alive, all they did was gossip and talk about people and lead people astray. And you don't want to really talk to that person. <laughs> but um, so I started out with um, genealogy and, and researching the paperwork part, right? And as far as I could go, because I hit. I hit a wall when it came to my great-great-grandfather. Um, there was no information on his parents. I do know from stories they told me and was confirmed through, you know, later on the, the DNA testing that we had African, that we had Native American, and that we had white, blonde, blue-eyed cousins somewhere in Georgia that nobody wanted to talk about. <laughs> but... Um, I really have always felt connected to my African ancestors before I even knew any information about, you know, what part of Africa it came from and things like that. So, you know, it might be easier for people to start with the genealogy, you know, talk to some of your relatives, um, go uh, and sign up for different services where maybe you can do a paper research if you have full names, date of birth, things like that, that helps. And then, of course, if you want to do the genetic route, there's, I don't know, five million 
right now um, genetic um, testing companies out here that you can use to get information on um, your DNA and your ancestry, things like that. So I've had both done. And you know what's really interesting? I'm 90, like 90 something percent African. And I have a little bit of um, Irish and a half Native American. So I really been close to even my my indigenous side before I even heard the stories that my grandmother used to tell me and things like that. So I'm really, I have really had connections with all of my ancestors, with um, African Native and the Irish. So, well, that's they're awesome. All there in the mix in me, they all make me, and I, I wouldn't be me without not even one of them being alive. So, you have to give reverence to the ancestors. Yeah, yeah. I think you know, in in knowing, and you you know, going and finding out, right, and in knowing now, yeah. you know, um, you know, some your ancestors right from those different backgrounds um how does that make you feel is there a different feeling do you feel empowered more than before knowing this information or you know does it make you feel any different like how does that make you feel to now know um it's it's a little bit more i feel like a little more of a bond because i'm aware of some of the details so you know that, that does help a little bit for me and I'm speaking for me, you know, mm-hmm. for others, it may not be, you know, as long as you can feel that connection, um, that's there. But, you know, for me, it's a little bit, I feel like a little bit of a bond. I do have an ancestor altar where I have photographs and things like that. And I have names if I want to call, um, call upon names and things like that. So those little details, you know, if you can get that information to help. Mm, yes. And we're going to get um, a little bit more into, you know, knowing about your ancestors and if you may have found or if you may find, right, that there are um, some ancestors who are similar to you or have similar characteristics as you or similar behavioral patterns as you. Because I know that there are, you know, some people who may have certain gifts. OK. And they're like, you know, well, where did I get these gifts from? Does somebody else in my family have this or how does you know (laughs) you know and what ancestor was it that had it and you know and things of that nature so before we get into all that though what I want to backtrack a bit what is ancestry you know what does that mean you know for you what exactly is ancestry ancestry is like it's your bloodline Mm -hmm. it's your culture Mm -hmm. it's your your spiritual connection to the to the other realm where the ancestors are so yeah. like that yeah. And, you know, for those who may not know, because I know that the majority of the people who are listening may know what ancestors are, but then we may have some who may not know. All right. And may not have a clear you know, a definition of what ancestors are, because in today's society, you know, you say ancestors and quickly people are thinking a whole bunch of things. A whole bunch of things. Yes. Basically, ancestors are those people in your family that are no longer with us. Mm-hmm. They're on the other side in the ancestral realm. So. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's who they are. Now, when you talk about, you know, those who are on the other side that are no longer with us, that are part of our families, do they need to be connected to our families only? Or can, you know, um, they be other types of uh, spirits like Orishas or deities? And if you could, what are deities and what are Orishas? And break that down for us, please. Okay. <laughs> well, um, to me, ancestors are like my direct bloodline. Mm-hmm. And also, if people have had like family, friends that were always around their family and things like that, I would consider that an ancestor too. That's someone that was in your family, they cared for you, cared for your family. Um, those people could be considered ancestors as well. Um, deities and Arishas. Mm-hmm. Uh, not every deity is an Arisha, but an Arisha is a deity. All a right. deity is basically, how do I put it? It's, it's a spirit or soul. Um, some people say we're at some time, you know, walking the earth, and, and some never were. It just depends on the culture. You know, there's there are deities in Hinduism and there's deities in in um, different other cultures that were never human beings. And um, they are still, you know, attached to the earthly realm, so to speak. Uh, And so Orishas are specific to the Yoruba tradition in West Africa. And they are connected to nature uh, so some people like to say that they are elements or the energy of the spirits of nature. Mm-hmm. For example, like Yemaya is the mother. She, she rules over the oceans. And Oshun rules over the rivers and the waterfalls. And Ogun, Shango, you know, the forest, there's, they're basically forces of nature Mm -hmm. that have become personified, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And so we can connect with them through their human aspect and then their elemental aspect. Okay. And so it's interesting. And the reason why I asked that question is because there are times when people will lump deities and orishas and their, you know, family members, their descendants, right, that they are descendants right. of all under ancestors. Um, right. There are times when I, I personally have seen that and they'll, you know, pour libations to all of these spirits all in one uh-huh. and they will put them under the umbrella of ancestors and so yeah and so that's why you know I had asked that question um so that we can get some you know some clarity you know around that and I guess people will probably do that because they are considered spirits right um um and some might be considered guardian spirits um um as of you know as opposed to ancestral I guess, spirits, which is exactly. what, what you were saying um, are descendants of your family, like you're a descendant of of, of that right. lineage, right? Right. For me, ancestors are uh, your your bloodline, mm-hmm. you know, your kinship and things like that. Mm-hmm. And then 
there's so many different types of spirits. I mean, there are the deities, and then there's also angelic celestial forces or you know angels we have our spirit guides that can also be ancestors so yeah yeah <laughs> so it's a big umbrella of spirits but you know to be yeah, the ancestors are the bloodline and the genetics and then the deities you know just depending on whatever tradition it is uh, those are also spirits that you can appeal to communicate with and receive guidance from, receive blessings from. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then you can also receive those same things from your ancestors as well. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. So why should we connect with our ancestors and what are some of the benefits of doing that? I have connected with my ancestors, uh, you know, there was a time that I felt kind of lost, you know, mm-hmm. and connecting with my ancestors once I became initiated in Esau, which is the West African religion in Yoruba, um, is when I really started to see the benefits of connecting with my ancestors. And there's so much guidance and knowledge there that you wouldn't know as long as you understand that that help is there for you. People don't understand that that there the help is there all you have to do is ask you know you set up a small ancestral altar and it doesn't have to be anything complicated or anything like that a a simple ancestral altar could be set up on any type of table doesn't matter the size you know just using a simple white cloth with white candles photographs of your ancestors if you don't have photographs you can simply write down their names on a piece of paper. If you don't have their names, that doesn't matter either because you can just simply call upon their energy and place items on the ancestral altar that you know that your ancestors enjoy. Maybe they enjoy certain cigars, perfumes, fruits, certain foods, you know, maybe your ancestor was a writer or a musician. You can leave instruments, uh, stationery, you know, whatever it is that you feel that, you know, your ancestors would enjoy. And then that's what you put on your altar to connect with them. Oh, my goodness. I love that. I love what you said about because you hit the head right. You hit the nail right on the head when you talked about, you know, um, why um we should connect with our ancestors. Um, and that's why we are talking about this right now in these times that we're living in right now and in this season of cancer is that if you feel lost, right? right, we have help, you know, on the other side, we have unseen just, help. Yeah. yeah through just our, sit and look at the yes. candle and, and just empty your mind. You know, after you, you set your candles and your, your incense. You know, you can use sandalwood. That's a basic incense. And and just sit with a quiet mind. Yeah. And, you know, look at your white candle and just ask that the guidance be sent to you. And don't have any expectations about how it's going to appear or what the guidance is going to look like. Yeah. You might, it could be. Uh, something you see, like a vision, it could be a dream, it could be sense, sounds, 
um, you know, really, however it comes to you, however they deliver it, just open your mind to receiving whatever. And then the more you do, the, the more you connect with the ancestors, the easier it becomes. And then the easier it becomes, it's just, it's just like a part of what you do. You know, it's just a part of how you, you know, proceed on with your spiritual evolution. Yeah. It's having your ancestors assist you with that. Mm, that's so awesome. And the and the reason why I'm saying also too that it's so awesome is because I know that um when I uh approached you about um, you know, being interviewed for the podcast and I was saying I was bouncing around, you know, different uh topics for the podcast that I wanted to uh present to you. And I said that I was just gonna allow Source to really speak to me about what it is that um we should talk about what the topic should be. And it was certainly on, you know, ancestral roots and connections. Um, and right. it, there was a feeling of we are in a time right now where there is war, there is inflation, there are gas prices going up, um, you know, um, interest rate hikes, um, uh, potential food shortages and things of that nature. And it was just as though Source was saying, connect to the ancestors the people need to yeah the people need to connect back to the ancestors because this is going to be a time where people are going to be feeling lost and you know in the midst of all that is going on in the midst of this shift so you know I love it thank oh thank you girl she was like you connect with them when you get lost honey you want to connect so you can get that guidance and so that's why we are, yeah that's why we are here everybody so take notes guys Katrina is giving us some wonderful valuable information so that if you ever feel like you are lost and 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 even in hopelessness and things of that nature the ancestors will have a message for you just set up I heard you say set up that altar okay and get it you know get connected so should we worship our ancestors or should we just simply connect with them I think it's a kind of like a, a line between I, I really like the word connect better mm -hmm. than um, I don't believe that they want to be worshipped um, unless they're Leo <laughs> just like, you know what <laughs> you know what you gonna have these Leos out here <laughs> And you know we're coming up on Leo season, so they're going to be acting yes. up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, I believe connecting with them is, is the right energy to, to uh, use with the ancestors, yeah. Yeah, because, you know, I know, like you said, some people bring offerings, some people bring, you know, the things that they know that their ancestor um, enjoyed, you know, in the physical um, and, and things of that nature, whether it's food or their favorite um, item and, and things of that nature. So um, that's certainly a question, because I know that there's some people who are like, you know, I don't know if I want to worship, you know, and then they, they go into idolatry and, you know, all these types of things. Right. Right, right. Um, yeah. No, it's absolutely not worship. It's just simply calling upon their energy for guidance and love and, and knowledge and things like that. Yeah. And it, I like what you said about I don't think I don't even I don't even think they want to be worshipped. They probably like, hey, you need to worship me. Just, you know. Yeah, why are you worshiping me? I just <laughs> want to help you. <laughs> right. I know that's right. So. 
you know, um, you talked a little bit about how people should go about connecting with their ancestors, right? Um, as it pertains to setting up an ancestral altar um, and things of that nature. But what are some other methods that people can use to connect with, you oh, know, man. their ancestors? I love dance, connecting through dance. And, and I love drumming. That's my thing. Like, I, I'm obsessed with drums. So am it's I. Something about the drum. It's, Girl, so yeah. am I. <laughs> <laughs> it's an ancient instrument, and the ancestors use the drums for so many different reasons. They use it for communicating. They use it for um, connecting with the ancestral realm through trance, through dance. Oh. Certain rhythms can put you in a certain altered state where you are more open to connecting with the ancestors in that realm. So yeah, dance really is a beautiful way. And I'll just put on I'll just put on African drumming music and I'll just move. And sometimes I find myself dancing in ways I don't normally dance in. Mm. Just different styles. Or and and I can I can feel that it's really not my own style, you know? But it's kinda like a part of them is coming through me and it's a it's a really it's a really beautiful experience. I love that. So I'm just like, wow, that's not how I dance. Yeah, I love that. And, and you know, when you talk about, you know, um, dance being a way, connected with the drums being another way, you know, of connecting with your ancestors. And I know I saw a recent post of yours on Facebook and you talked about um, the ring shout, right? Uh -huh. um, and, and that um, being connected, you know, a way of also potentially connecting to our ancestors as well. Um and you talked about, you know, how um, the shouting, like in church, there's certain mm -hmm. movements in church that we we've done, you know, in 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 church, oh, being yeah. yeah, being connected to some of the movements of you know our brothers and sisters of the Congo. So you know, right. yeah, you know, all you have to do is go on to Google and, and you can research these. There's so many dance forms and dance styles that um, are connected to Africa. And you, you can see them. Some people will post videos of side-by-sides. You see, you know, the old lady dancing in church and then you'll see, like, that woman in the village or the man in the village and he's dancing and he has his straw skirt on and his beads all over and everything. And it's the same dance. Wow, I think that is dance. a lot of people in the black church don't even understand where this comes from or why this happens. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. I, I, I'm just sitting here like, wow, <laughs> you know, we could be, you know, so many miles apart, but are, are connected in such a powerful way. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, so many miles apart, you know, who would know, like, you know, here in America where we are, you know, um, you know, shouting and dancing and things of that nature in church and know that, you know, over in the Congo or some part of Africa, they're doing similar or, or the same exact dances, exactly. you know? 
It's just so yeah. interesting. And and it's something that's so innate, right? And that's just innately within it's us. In you. Yeah. 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 And nobody had to certainly, you know, tell you to do this or how to do it. It's just innately within you. And I think that is just so awesome. This was so amazing, right? Yeah, it's so amazing. And so talking about the different ways of connecting to our ancestors, like dance and drumming and putting up an ancestral altar, um, meditation. I think is possibly another thing to connect with our ancestors. Can we do it that way as well? Definitely. Yeah. You don't even need all the stuff. If your intention is strong enough, you can just sit in silence, close your eyes, and just have that intention that you want to connect. Awesome. That intention is the most important part. I think that's great. And so talk to me also, too, about Obi, Obi divination. Now, did I say that right? Right. Yes, you did. You did. Okay. Obi divination is a West African form of divination, and it uses either the cola nut or the cowrie shell to uh, receive answers from your ancestors. And the the way the Obi is set up is for yes or no answers, right? So, whenever someone um, has a question, then you know you have to form that the question in the form where it can be answered either yes or no. And so it's, it's, it uses the shells or the nuts and the way that they fall determines whether it's a yes, a maybe or a no. Mm. Right. So, and then the hell no. I'm sorry. Oh, she said, she said, and then there's a hell no. <laughs> right. So, oh yeah. There, so it's, it's not anything that, you don't have to be in any particular religion or tradition or spiritual beliefs to receive information from the OB. It's simply calling upon the assistance of the person's ancestors to assist in answering the questions for the person. Oh, wow. And so do you, because I understand that you, you, this is a, a one of the services that you offer your clients, yes. right? And so I do you offer OB divination? Yes. Okay. And so do you, are you, is it, almost like a mediumship kind of thing or how does that how does it work to you? no you you know you absolutely do not have to be a medium i am not i don't really consider myself a medium even though i can discern spirits but mm-hmm. not like that not like a person that was was born and, and able to like really clearly communicate so no there's no there's mediumship is really not um because it's just like when you're reading the tarot mm-hmm you know, those messages come from spirit, source, the universe, or what have you. Mm-hmm. And so those answers come from your ancestors. So the person throwing the, the, the obi, in the case, in that case, me, um, I don't have to be a medium uh, to, in order for that, for me to facilitate the answers, because it's all really based on that, the knowledge of that person that I'm reading for, their ancestors. Okay, awesome. That's great. So listen, guys, that's another way of connecting with your ancestors as well is through OB divination. You do mention mediums. Oh, (laughs) that's also (laughs) that's also a good another way to connect with. And I have to say, just be really, really careful. Um, And I would really ask someone to go off of referrals someone that someone else has seen and they have shown that they are authentic you understand what i mean because there's a lot of people out there yeah seeing a lot of things but they're not so 
yeah, if you, if you can get a word of mouth reference on a medium, a person that communicates with those that pass on, that's another way to connect with ancestors. Mm-hmm. Do not use a Ouija board. All right, let's say that one more time. Let's put the people in the back. Let's say it one more time. <laughs> I, I, I had this in my mind. I said, I have to say this. There are so many people, especially younger people, that think it's a game. The Ouija board is not a game. It is a portal to other realms, some which if you don't know what you're doing, you can open up a doorway that you don't know how to close and you don't know who's going to come through it. Mm-hmm. And you don't know if you'll be able to get rid of them. So right. not to sound ominous. No, no, no. You know, it's serious because people have had, people have made the mistake of messing around with that. I don't personally I don't really mess with Ouija boards because it's the same as living across the street from an insane asylum and then leaving your front door open mm. and just letting whoever come through. Talk about it, Kat. She said, look, do <laughs> not. Okay, don't mess with those Ouija boards. All right. All yeah, right. There's so many other ways to connect. I, I would not suggest a Ouija board at all. And so, see, that's why we're here. See, this is why we are presenting this information to y'all, okay? We want you to connect with your ancestors on a authentic level, a, a, a very pleasant way of connecting with them that is, you know, where, where you're being safe and you are, you know, being responsible in connecting with them. So with that being said, are there times when our ancestors reach out to us? And and oh, yeah. yeah, and what are some ways that they might do that? For me, it's been through dreams a lot. Some people receive um, messages through dreams. Sometimes they see their ancestors in dreams in the dream state. Um, you can get uh, you can get communication through other people. Somebody might bring you a message, or. They may not even be aware that they are, but you know that it has a, a certain meaning, you know, between you and a family member and things like that. Um, like you said, through meditation is also a way you can connect with the ancestors. Mm-hmm. Singing. I, I know I mentioned dancing, but I'm not a singer, but there are some people that do through song as well. So, yeah, there's many different avenues. Wow, for me, yeah, wow, for me, um, it is due through dreams a lot of the time that you know my ancestors do come through as well is is through dreams and but but why would they want to reach out to us? What are some of the reasons why they would want to reach out to us? Well, let me tell you something. Our ancestors are probably chilling on the other side, like, do 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 Why would they stop what they're doing, right, to want to reach out to us? Well, because when you're on the other side in the spirit world, you can, you can be anywhere at any time simultaneously. Mm-hmm. So, and, and, and the reason love, that's why I said, when you request to speak with an ancestor, ask for someone who is vibrating out of the spirit of love mm. to assist you. Mm-hmm. Has there ever been a time where ancestors might reach out to us for like healing to help heal them or to help heal or to help them in some way or no? I have heard yet, yeah, not me personally, 
But um, we definitely do have the potential to do that type of healing as well. Mm-hmm. Because healing is definitely not one-dimensional, meaning that, I don't know how to explain it, but we can definitely heal some of the wounds that our ancestors have had and some of the heaviness that they might have carried and things like that. When you think about African ancestors and the ones that were enslaved here, all of the horrific things that they endured. Yes. You know, some of, some of us are living lives that they they would be happy that we're living. Mm-hmm. And it's because of the things that they have gone through that we are here and that we're successful in those things. So sending back love and gratitude. And I don't really like to use the word back and forth because <laughs> the way my mind is set up now, everything's always happening at once. But to send that energy to that, to that soul, you know, just like you can send energy to your inner child, you can send energy to your ancestors, mm. send energy forward to your descendants. Mm-hmm. You can send blessings backwards and forwards. I'm using backwards and forwards because a lot of people can relate to that. But we, we know time in existence is not linear. Mm-hmm. But you definitely can do that. Yeah. And, you know... um, You know, it's really interesting that you talk about sending, we talk about sending healing energy back to our ancestors. For some of the ancestors that are a part of our uh, family lineage that may have gone through trauma of the past, right? You know, when they were in their physical form and being able to assist them um, in, in helping them to heal or even helping them to get to another part of the other side so maybe there are certain levels you know of that realm and they need probably some assistance to go from one level to the next and you know Mm -hmm. things of that nature maybe they need assistance in sending a message to someone over on 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 the physical plane um that they didn't get a chance to send a message to maybe a message of forgiveness a message of you know love in order to help them to further their journey on the other side um yes yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I agree. So I think it's it's really awesome. Now, can some of us carry the same characteristics or traits of our ancestors um, over here? Like that's what yeah. I was talking about earlier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, definitely, we have traits that are passed down on my maternal side. Um, there are a lot of spiritual gifts that have been passed down, and my daughter has as well. Mm. And and it's. it's just um it's just I don't know, it's in you. My you know, it's just a knowing. Yeah. I don't like to really call myself a psychic because right. I don't <laughs> you know I don't have insight every day like that. Some people's gifts are stronger like that. Sometimes information just comes to me and I just know it. And it's just it is, right? Mm-hmm. Um and I have this strange uncanny gift of knowing when new life is going to come i have predicted many people's pregnancies for some reason mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um and and just the general i know there's different words for it, like clairvoyant and things like that and 
and just knowing things and seeing things that are going to happen like that. Those definitely are some gifts that we can also get from our ancestors, as well as other things like some people are amazing dancers, artists, um, healers. Some people are natural healers with their hands. Some people, just all kinds of things, personality traits. Yeah. You know, and my, and my, Again, my maternal side, we're very quiet people. (laughs) Like, uh, we just very calm and quiet. And I've noticed that trait is just, you know, it's come from somebody. It's so, so, it's so interesting because you know, and this goes back to why, you know, um, it can be very important to do some research as it pertains to your family lineage, right? And your family roots, because you may have certain gifts and you may not know exactly where, I don't want to say exactly where they come from, but you may have certain gifts and you might feel embarrassed or you might feel like an outcast because you have these gifts, but you don't know if anybody else in your family has them, but you have them very strongly and to know if someone else in your family lineage right had them you know maybe a great great aunt or a great great uncle or someone um had them maybe will give you a tad bit more comfort in in and acceptance of your gifts if that makes sense for some yeah out there where you're like you know am i the only one in the family that has these gifts and why do i feel like you know the odd man out like what is going on (laughs) you know what is going on here is there someone else in our family who you know may have had these gifts right um i think so and you know i don't think I'm the only witch in the family. Come on with it. She's like, I don't think I'm the only witch out here. <laughs> my, my family traditionally is very uh, Pentecostal Christian. So is so are we. So is my family. Uh, yep. And when I did my paper research, um, going back to 1842. Come traced, on. Yes. I, yeah, I traced um, a family member. She was... Um, a free woman of color, which is, I thought was interesting. And, um, she, I'm I'm trying to think of what, how I want to put it. She, she came down and she married a preacher, right? And they moved to Georgia. So as far as I know, for the last, couple hundred years everybody's been christian <laughs> except for me right so when you think about like the odd man i'm like i'm not i can't be the only one here and you know, when i think about it when i was a child we took a road trip to georgia to visit my family and i remember one of my one of my grandmother's sisters people were saying something like that like she was a witch or something I don't know and she she was just like kind of to herself you know like a very introvert like always in the house kind of like how I am mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and I, I think about her and sometimes I like I, I want to connect with her because I feel like we probably were similar that maybe we were like the odd person in a group of people doing the same thing and we're doing something slightly different. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it does bring comfort to know that, you know, you have someone that you 
can resonate with like that. Mm-hmm. In your bloodline or in your lineage. So, you know, guys, if, if that is you out there, right, uh, just know that you are not the only one, right? Um, mm-hmm. There may very well be, um, you know, someone, in, an ancestor, right, that right. Um, shared similar characteristics and similar gifts, if not the same gifts, as yourself, Okay, so take comfort in that. I mean, because I know, you know, I too came up in a Pentecostal background and, you know, you know, the gifts, you know, the gifts of speaking tongues and things of that nature, right, was certainly um, accepted within the church. And even outside the church, if they knew what you were doing, right, if they knew that that, they can identify that that was speaking tongues. Okay, great. You know, we know what that is. But when you start to, you know, say that you can see certain things or you're hearing certain things or, you know, it's like, you know, wait a minute, hold on. What, what is, doing? yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> what is that? Right. Yeah. Um, if it's not God, if it's not of God, if it ain't Jesus and if it's not mm-hmm. the Holy Ghost or something, you know, that they are familiar with, then it's like, wait a minute, you must be dabbling into something else that Satanism right. or something. So because they don't know it's an ignorance that they don't understand that so many things are so similar. Like in my family, there was a lot of um, people who were preachers, teachers, healers, and you know, religion and spiritual beliefs aside, it's the same energy. Oh, you know, come on. Yes. You know, um, I'm not like reading a Bible and all that, but you know, I, I wear my, my white, I I carry a certain energy which I consider to be Christ consciousness. I am not a Christian. I do believe that Jesus was here and that is an ascendant spiritual master. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't invent the religions; humans did. So, but I do believe in Christ consciousness, and I can honestly say, you know, I know my grandparents were very authentic you know, Christ conscious people and just the way they live their lives. And and that's the way I try only could hope to live up to my grandmother's, which was a beautiful person inside and out. She had such a sweet spirit Aww. and she was a natural healer. She was a very quiet woman, but so powerful. Oh. And people will always come to her for, for healing and things like with her hands. I love that. You know, the healing was in her hands. So, I'm, I'm about the same thing. We don't share the same exact ideas, but the energy is still there. And that energy, you know, my ancestors before colonization probably were priests and priests with the same energy yes. before being forced into Christianity. You mm-hmm. understand? So we have that connection with our ancestors. Mm. Definitely. Now, would their energy, meaning the ancestors, would their energy be considered a stream of consciousness for us or would it be considered an energy that is, you know, separate and apart from us? So Um, I think it's it's part of genetic, Mm -hmm. you know, I think it's part of genetic. I think there's there is there's blood genetic and then there's spiritual genetic. Mm hmm. Right, coming from the same type of spiritual DNA strand, so to speak, the same types of similar qualities and traits and gifts yeah. that are passed down. 
Yeah, I like to think of I, me personally. I like to think of it as both. I like to think that it's uh-huh. both um, a separate energy because they were once living and and breathing individuals who were different, separate from us, right? But we also share um, that 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 similar, you know, energy of the what you were saying about the bloodline and. You know, they are also streams of consciousness for us because they're not in the physical. They're in that astral energy. But they right. were but they were once physical at one point, which you certainly beautifully gave us the difference between the deities and the Orishas and the ancestors, where the ancestors actually walk the earth. Yes, <laughs> right? Yes, exactly. They were human. <laughs> they were once human. Uh but deities and Orishas, you know, that that, you know, they may not have been. So can connecting with you know, our ancestor spirits be a negative experience, and if so, how? If you're if you're not if you're not calling upon an ancestor who is operating from a place of love, you know, a higher vibrating um, energy, then you can you can certainly attract an ancestor who might not have your best interest at heart. So we may have some angry, we may have some angry assets out there. What's going on? <laughs> we might have some angry, judgmental, you know, just like they, it depends on how evolved the soul is, even when they leave the physical body. Yes. Some people are, are still, some people are still in a lower vibration, so to speak. Yeah. And, and that's also where we sometimes get um, earthbound spirits that you know haven't moved on or don't want to move on because they are addicted to the earthly realm so to speak and and for many reasons you know some people might be addicted to you know gossiping and creating drama and and all of that and 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 influencing people's lives in a negative way Mm -hmm. so you know just like when there were people, they could still have the same energy on the other side. So that's why you definitely try to appeal to those ancestors that you feel have your best interest at heart. Now, I'm glad I have you here to, to ask you this question. When we talk about earthbound spirits, are they able to move things? Are they powerful enough to move things? Because, you know, people will say, oh, I, I saw a book fall. I, I uh-huh. you know, saw the light go off and on. Are they able? Do you know if they're able to, uh, you know, cause physical things to happen since they are ethro energies? Yeah, depending on how powerful they are, some can move physical objects or yeah. actually make physical contact mm-hmm. with other human beings. Mm, okay. Yeah. So that so, happens. So how do you know you are connecting with your ancestor spirits and not another spiritual entity that you might not want to connect with? How do you know it's right. that ancestor that you want to connect with? Right. Well, like it, I, you know, I, I can't stress enough to ask. And you know what? Ask for protection before you go into, you know, setting up your altar and lighting your altar and ask that you go, you know, ask straight to your spirit guides or the creator, you know, to only align me or connect me with those ancestors that 
you know, are coming from a place of love mm-hmm. and that have my best interest at heart that are, you know, wanting my higher good as well. Yeah. So that's very important. All right, guys. So that's and also just not use unstable means like uh, the Luigi board and things like that. I'm sure there's another um, unsafe way that people may try to contact um, those on the other side. How do you yeah, definitely... How do you how do you feel about um, utilizing spirit like alcohol and spirits and things that to connect with spirits? Is that how do you feel about that? Because I know some people, you know, people do use alcohol, too. Right. Um, to, to, to do that. What are your thoughts on that? Use alcohol as in in a part of the. Yeah. The mm-hmm. ritual or ceremony or to drink the alcohol, uh, to drink the alcohol as a medium to connect to to go to that astral spirit realm or to connect with spirits well that's why they call it spirits right? yes yes that's why i'm asking girl <laughs> i'm throwing it in there um yeah but alcohol opens you up in a certain way and you, you know just not to be strong in your protection you know if that's the route that you want to take but yeah definitely can't open you up mm-hmm yeah, so I, I guess can't stress enough the protection part. Okay. Yeah. So you listen, guys, the protection, you make sure that you ask for protection. Make mm-hmm. sure that and these this is some of the advice that uh Katrina has given us. It's to make sure you ask for protection, make sure that you connect with your ancestors in a way that is safe. No Ouija boards. No Ouija boards. <laughs> right. Please don't up on the id channel yeah you know what (laughs) (laughs) and so um if you want to travel channel all right girl you if you want to um connect with the medium make sure that you get a reference um you know references and things of that nature or referral that a good referral for a medium to help you connect with your ancestors and things of that nature if that is the way that you would like to go about doing it also to make sure that you are asking to connect with an ancestor that is an ancestor that's full of love and that it's going to be an ancestor that is going to guide you and have positive energy towards assisting you and helping you right so being someone who works closely with ancestor energy personally for yourself and professionally for others and considering that these current times do that we're in right now considering these current times that we're in right now do you feel that our ancestors have a message for us as a collective and oh yeah 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 definitely i I agree with you that there's a message for us as a collective and individually you know it's just a matter of quieting your mind um and being still long enough to hear it and Mm -hmm. and one of the and one of the other ways i wanted to uh, mention is when your mind is completely um fluttered and busy it's very hard to get messages from, you know, the ancestral realm or even from, you know, your higher self or from your spirit guides or what have you, because you need that stillness of mind to be able to be open enough to receive it. Yeah, that's so important. You have to have that stillness of mind. That is so, so important because you won't really be able to, um, connect when you have so many other things going on in your conscious stream or your stream of consciousness. Um, So I think that's, that's really awesome. And, and, you know, when it comes to the collective, 
have you gotten any downloads from the ancestor realm or from the spirit realm as to what a message for the collective might be from them to us? I, I, at this time, no, okay. I don't have any, because it, it just comes when it comes. Mm-hmm. And when it does come, I usually, what, what I've been getting into doing lately is I'll tap into the collective when I do have that download come through and I will write it down so that I don't forget. Yeah. And then what I'll do is I'll put it together in a way so I can deliver it to people and, you know, if anyone's listening and they want to subscribe to my YouTube channel, mm-hmm. Joyful Healer, I I do I do channeled messages oftentimes on my YouTube video. I do channeled messages for the Divine Feminine Collective, for the collective in general, um, and it, it, it's it's how it comes. And lately, lately the message has been. I, I have to go back. There is the one message and I did do a post on this not long ago. And my message was really to just to don't stop what you're doing. Don't alter your vibration for anyone, uh, regardless of if you are feeling rejected or if you're feeling under criticism or what people are thinking of you. Um, you know, if, if you're on a spiritual healing journey and you're at a point where you have healed many aspects of your your wounds and you're like in a place of shining and glowing now, and you're like in your full 100% authentic self, sometimes that comes with a little bit of, oh, who do they think they are or whatever, you know what I mean? Um, you, you can't let allow other people criticism or the shift in their energy towards you, which you'll definitely feel if you're an empath, you know, affect you in the way that you dim your light. And so um, that message is, is that, is do not alter your vibration. Keep going. Keep, you know, doing your inner work. Keep being your 100% authentic self. All of that will pay off. The more you live in your authentic self, the more it's almost like it's just we spend so much energy trying to hide certain parts of ourselves, especially when we're younger. You know what I mean? Um, that we're not living and in, in, we're not happy. But if you really want to experience true freedom, just live in your authenticity. Just keep doing what you're doing to make yourself a better person, whether that's therapy or spiritual healing or uh, whatever the case is for you individually, do what you have to do for yourself. And then the people in your life that are supposed to be there and that will love and support you are going to be there. And then don't worry about anyone else. It's a waste of time to worry about what people are thinking about you. I love it. I love it. I love it. That's so awesome. So guys, you know, definitely um, walk in your authenticity, right? Continue to be who you are. That's what they're saying. I love it. I love it. I love it. So where else can um, the listeners find you? You talked about your YouTube channel. Let us know where else that, you know, where um, we can connect. 
Well, yeah, all of my socials, you can find me, uh, Instagram, joyful underscore healer, YouTube is joyful healer channel. Um, and if you, if you wanted to look at some of my, um, Facebook socials, there's Academy of Natural Healing is there. And basically if you Google joyful healer, you'll find me and my links are in in every social. So my link tree is in all of my socials and the link tree will lead you to um, any website that I may have, like for my books, my blogs, my videos, um, how to book an appointment with me if you're here locally or how to book a distance appointment. So all of that can be found there. Joyful Healer on on all all of the socials. I don't have Twitter, but I do have um, Instagram, TikTok as well, joyful underscore healer there. So just look for joyful healer and you'll find me. Awesome. Thank you so much, Katrina, for coming on with us and sharing all of this wonderful, valuable information. You're so welcome. We greatly appreciate it. Oh my goodness. This is so this is a a lit conversation. Yes. <laughs> As the young people would say, this is a lit conversation. So I thank you so much. Greatly appreciate you coming on on, you know, this particular broadcast. Also, too, guys, you know where you guys can certainly find, you know, us, find me. You can find me at www.evolutionnow.org if you would like any natal chart readings, you know, numerical chart readings, as well as any metaphysical counseling sessions and things of that nature. Also, too, if you would like to support the um, Astro Numbers merch, you guys know www.astro. Um, what is that? Astro hyphen numbers hyphen merch dot creator dot spring dot com. So that's where you can find that at. And if you want to follow me on Facebook or on Instagram at numerologist seven is where you can find me as well. And you might also see uh, the collaboration that me and Katrina did um, if you go on Facebook and as well as on her Instagram platform. Yeah. Yeah. That, actually, that conversation is also up on my YouTube God, check it out. It's called, you know what? It's Mastering the Self. Mastering the Self, right? Yeah. So go on to my YouTube and check out that conversation we did on Instagram Live. I always have such amazing conversations with you and everything flows, you know, and I really love it. I really love talking to you and your listeners. And I appreciate you having me on. Well, we really love having you and thank you for being on. And guys, you know what I always say, you want to maximize your now moment. Keep moving forward. In order for you to ascend, you must begin from within. That is it for us on tonight. And, uh, you know, be ready to check out this episode. It's going to be coming up soon, as well as the other episodes that we're going to have soon as well. So thank you guys for joining us on tonight and be well.